Okay, I'm Unique Love, a.k.a. Yaya, b.k.a. Shakita Banana, poet, blogger, fool enthusiast, therapist, and BFF of Moni. And I am Simone Loud, a.k.a. Moni, poet, writer, audio engineer, mentor, creative director, and Yaya's bestie. And together we are Love Loud, LLC. 2008 marks the year we met at the illustrious Clark Atlanta University. 2016 is when we became business partners. And in 2020, we started our lovely podcast, Truth Carpet. Truth Carpet was inspired by our real life carpet in our dorm room that we sat on with our friends to speak the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Our version of Vegas, what was said on the carpet, stayed on the carpet. On our podcast, we will share original poems, discuss spicy topics, and quench your thirst with this here tea. So grab your drink and let's get into it. Hey y'all, what's up, what it do, what it is, how you feeling? I hope you're great having to wait another two weeks before you hear our beautiful voices on Truth Carpet. This is season two, episode three with Love Loud LLC. It's your girl, Simone Loud, and as always, I'm with my bestie, Shakita Banana. Unique love. (laughs) (laughs) They know who I am by now. The blonde girl, so. the girl with the blonde baldy. That's me. The newly blonde baldy. Some people might not know you as a blonde baldy yet. Newly blonde baldy. <laughs> so what's up, girl? How you doing? How you feeling? What you want the people to know? I want the people to know. <laughs> I was like, you gonna keep okay. serenading us? What's, yeah. what's happening? I want the people to know. Then I'm still struggling drinking water, but <laughs> I've been meditating, yeah, yeah, and it feels good. Well, I'm glad you've been meditating. Still got to work on the water, but meditating, that's great. Tell us about it. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. I have um, the Calm app, but I've really recently been using the Insight Timer. Um, they it's so cool. You should download it and use it if you're not already. They have meditation, yoga, they even have things for new parents and prenatal. But anyway, for me, I'm not pregnant or anything like that. So <laughs> I use the meditation and the sleep. And the sleep is so calming. And they have way more variety than a calm app. They have some where people tell you stories that like put you to sleep and they have just the nature and they have instruments and everything. And it just, it always works. It's so peaceful and it takes my mind away. So I've been enjoying using the app. I'm proud of myself for plugging that back into my daily routine. I do need to work on the water, though. I had my 1.5 liter bottle. I put mint leaves in it. And yesterday, I only finished half. So today, I finished the other half. I, I know. I what? Wanna, I do need to drink more. But that's better than no water. That's better than what I 
usually do. I got to fill it back up. My 1.5 liters is empty. Actually, I think this is, actually, this is more than that. Your bottle looks skinnier than my bottle. This 1.8 fluid ounces. I wish I had my bottle up here. (laughs) Because that that thing looks skinny. (laughs) I think it's just the way that it's made. You know, sometimes it looks bigger or smaller, but it's really just the same size. Or it's probably the computer. But anywho, I'm going to work on that. And hopefully the next pod, especially after speaking to our guests, I will learn that I need to. I already know. I just have to do it. Like Nike said, I just have to do it. <laughs> do it. How are you? I'm actually really good. I've been getting more into like this workout routine and doubling up running my errands and counting it, <laughs> <and laughs> it as a workout. So going from the house and jogging to the first place, picking up what I need, like a prescription or something, jogging to the next place. If my stuff isn't too heavy, going to one store, walking up the hill back to the house, got a nice little sweat in. Girl, it was damn near 80 degrees here today. Oh, wow. Sweat. Right. I'm like, I had on a sweatshirt. I saw some of that sun over here. Girl, let me send you some. I had on a sweatshirt, <laughs> like ready to, you know, keep bundled up and keep myself warm while I'm outside. I had to peel that thing back. <laughs> like, <laughs> my goodness. But I definitely got a good uh, sweat in, nice little jog, reached all my steps for the day, an hour's worth of being active. Shout out to my phone for keeping <laughs> me up and letting me know that yes, I'm being yes. active. So I'm like, it definitely counts as a workout because I know by tomorrow, my calves are going to be screaming from them lunges that I did uphill with four bags. Okay. <laughs> They're going to be screaming, hallelujah. Thank you, Simone, for breaking us out. We tight. We nice and right. <laughs> I will hope that's the case, opposed to them crying. Because that's how I be feeling when I got to drag myself out of bed in the morning. Why did I do this to myself? Because they're trying to be fine. Do you stretch? I do stretch. I do stretch. I'm trying to slowly but surely getting into yoga. So I do stretch. And then I'm also trying to incorporate it as soon as I get up in the morning or before I go to bed. I'm trying to see which one works better for me. Do I want to do yoga in the morning and then work out or don't just stretch and then work out? And then at night before I go to bed to relax my body, do yeah. yoga. So I'm going to just go back and forth and see what works best. And then I will give y'all an update and let you know. Go girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you ready to go to the campus rundown? Yes. Right, y'all already know what time it is. It is time for me to give you the campus rundown. And if you are not familiar with this segment of the show, this is where I will be giving you every single thing that you can expect on this here episode. So first up in our icebreaker segment, Yaya and I will be playing a quick game of Would You Rather. Then heading over to Sweet 223, Yaya will be reciting a very special, unique poem that she found in her room. So I don't know it and y'all don't know it. So we're going to find out exactly what this poem is together. Next up, super excited about going into the calf and having a meal or two, a drink or two with our special guests, Dr. PC and Dr. Kyle, the host of Always Misdiagnosed Podcast. And they are going to be talking about all things dentistry, all things teeth. Cannot wait to 
to have this conversation with them. Then we're heading over to our dorm story segment where Dr. PC and Dr. Kyle will be joining us to let us know about some scenarios that they have in their dentistry world with their patients. And last but certainly not least, we are going to be giving you the community news where there is something for everybody. So make sure you are tuned in all the way to the end so that you do not miss out on anything. All right, girl, are you ready to head on over and do this icebreaker? Yeah, girl. Let's do it then. All right, guys, for our icebreaker today, we have Would You Rather. It's basically this or that on steroids or off steroids. My bad, off steroids. So we're going to ask each other a question. Would you rather A or B? And we'll share what our choice is and why. This or that, you choose your choice, but would you rather you explain why you would rather that over the other one? All right, so I don't have to be Speedy Gonzalez. I get a moment to let my brain think. Yes. (laughs) All right. right. Would you rather never get stuck in traffic or never get cold? I'd rather never get a cold. I'd rather never get sick. I'd just rather be healthy, never have to go to the doctor because- even though I don't like traffic, I have a lot of conversations while I'm in traffic. I call people. Oh, <laughs> it gives me some thinking time. I get to listen to music. I'd be having me a good old time when I'm in, I'm sitting in traffic. Um, just have to make the best of it. I don't feel like I can make the best out of a cold. Mm. <laughs> I'm just sick. And I don't feel like doing nothing. At least I know at some point traffic will be over sooner than my cold. So, yes, right. I'd rather never have a cold than never be stuck in traffic. What about you? Not get stuck in traffic ever or never get a cold? I was going to say never get stuck in traffic because I am a procrastinator with everything. Like, last minute with everything is bad. Um, so, if that means I have to be... Well, I'm, I've gotten better because it used to be if I had to be somewhere at 9, like a party start at 9, I start getting ready at 9. Like get up off the bed oh damn girl that's the old me it used to be bad that my friends like from jersey had to tell me a fake time so i can be on time (laughs) and i would still be late but after hearing your answer i'm like oh yeah that is right because now i enjoy listening to listening to podcasts sometimes when i feel like i'm overwhelmed i listen to the calm app or just some kind of like instrumental things to relax my mind during my travel to work or wherever I'm going. So it is kind of helpful sometimes getting stuck in traffic. But I wanted to say never get a cold because I hate getting sick. Like if I can never get a cold, never feel like, feel what it's like to get a cold, that would make me happy. But yeah, I'll never get a cold for that reason. I'll never get a cold. <laughs> I was like, I think that's your answer. <laughs> yeah, that's my answer. <laughs> okay, what's the next one? Would you rather lose your eyesight or lose your ability to speak oh that's a tough one that is a tough one oh man you know what there's probably a few people that may enjoy this answer but <laughs> oh my gosh i think i'd rather lose my ability to speak than not be able to see because i feel like in many ways i can still be very creative And I love taking in the things around me because that's something that Mm -hmm. I do every day. Granted, I won't be able to speak, but I'll still be able to write. I'll still be able to communicate in other ways. I'll still be able to hear. 
I will learn sign language, but I will miss having my eyesight more than having my voice to speak. I can still find other ways to communicate. And then on top of that, I feel like it would be a bigger adjustment for me to still be as creative as I am without my eyesight. It'd be a bigger adjustment in my everyday and things that I want to do. So bye-bye voice. I know some people are like, yes, <laughs> I'm going to have to hear a complain ever again. I'll just write it down. I'll put it on a big old sign. Jesus, help us all. <laughs> I'll talk in cue cards. You know how everybody <laughs> doing those videos with the music playing behind it? Oh my God, <laughs> those videos sometimes, depending on what it is, I'll be like, oh my God, it's so long with the sad music in the background. <laughs> That would be my conversation. Like, oh give me a second. Let me, let me, hold on. I got to scroll through my car so I can find the answer. I wouldn't even wait. By the time <laughs> when you're looking down, scrolling through, I'll be going. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, gosh. Dang. Um, this is tough because I'm a visual learner. Even when it's in school, I learn better by, like, seeing the writing on the board. I take that in opposed to what I'm hearing. I'm an artsy person. I like to doodle. I like to paint. I love colors. I like picking out what looks like a teddy bear in the clouds. I, I love visual things. But without thinking about that, like if I didn't think about my talents or things that I love to do, I would say I'd rather lose my eyesight. The first thing that I thought about is so I don't have to see the ugliness that's going on in the world. That's the first mm. thing that I thought the second thing that came to me was when I went to, I wish I remember the name of the place. Is that place that I spoke about before where I went on Valentine's Day, where you get to see what it's like to be a blind person for the day. Just experiencing that, how, of course, you know how they say when you lose one, you the other ones become stronger, your senses. Yeah. But just experiencing that, I was just like, wow, like the guy who was guiding us, who was actually blind in real life, knew that he was touching the ice cream, knew that we were in a park. We were like, we in a park? We're really in a park? Like, it was amazing how in tune with nature and in tune with his other senses, and we weren't. So I don't know. I I would, I can't imagine not vocalizing myself, but I also can't imagine not seeing the beauty beauty i'm <laughs> exactly sorry. that's what makes it so hard you can't imagine not talking you can't imagine not seeing but there's people that literally can't do either yeah i'll choose eyesight for this one. Oh man i'll be out here like the little mermaid <laughs> <laughs> no voice i'm not selling my i'm not selling my voice though i'm not, I'm not giving my my voice to the wit oh man that that was tougher than i thought it was gonna be i thought i was gonna be like eh, give it to this give it to that but they're really thinking about it, it's like dang that was tough right all right girl you ready to mosey on over to sweet two two three let's do it all right now Okay, y'all, Shakita Banana here, better known as Unique Love, here to give you a random poem. It has no title, y'all. Here we go. Tell me your story. And to you, my story I may share. Detangling separate people's emotions and feelings, mixing them together so perfectly so that they may not be attached. No single piece can be subtracted, but separate pieces 
can be added to add another point of view, a different meaning, yet the same story, along the same lines. Separate minds engage on similar experiences, sharing things they thought they'd never part their lips to allow the words that troubles their minds work towards my heart. To be influenced enough to grab a pen, yet stain my pages with tears. The fear of being judged by the person on their left, hoping that everything will be all right. Living life, praying, that what had occurred never meets them in future intersections, burning and sweating from past mistakes, looking around to see if there's that one person who can relate. But for their own safety, they stay silent. On their nails, they're biting, trying to hold in a story of pain, trying to restrain how they feel, struggling how to hide what's real. Yes, I really like that. Is this Noah? Oh, you pulled us out the vault from. The I really fu- closed my eyes and got into that. <laughs> Thank you. I can't tell you when, why, and how I wrote this. Like, when I usually write, I have the date on it. Sometimes I write where I'm at. Like, I'll write 2 p.m. in my bedroom, home alone, X, Y, you know how the jail letters be. Yeah. <laughs> But there's no date or anything on here. I don't know if I was prompted. I don't know if I was going through anything. But I literally was trying to find another poem that was in a pile of papers. And I came across this. Wow. See, now I'm like, dang, you don't know the story behind it. I want to know the story behind it. We all want to know the story behind (laughs) it. But I know one thing that stood out to me. I'm like, ooh, that hit. I can't remember the exact line, but it was strong enough to grab a pen. But my tears still hit the page or something like that. Yeah, it was some, something of that. Can you can you say that line um, exactly how it is? You say it again. To be influenced enough to grab a pen, yet stain my pages with tears. Yeah, stain my pages with tears. I was like, that hit. <laughs> like, you know what? I want to get this. I want to get this out. I have something I want to say. I don't want to hold it in. But it's like, whatever it is, whatever it is that influences you to pick up the pen to write about anything, mm-hmm. it still has like that emotional pull to it it's like you re- you're releasing everything like tears release things writing things down release things so it's like that double of release like I can oh I can relate to that on so many levels I feel that I'm pretty sure some of the listeners can feel that too a double dose of release yeah so basically just wanting to share your story with somebody else it may be relatable but it may not be they may judge me but they may not judge me I just don't know how to, like, what should I let out? Should I say some of it? Should I say all of it? How do I portray what I'm going through, what I experienced to somebody else? Would they even care? So it's like, I want to let it out, but I'm restraining myself because I don't know how to, because I don't know how the other person will retrieve what I'm saying or if mm-hmm. it's even worth it. So I do too wish I could remember what prompted me to write this or what experience I went through to write it. But all in all, it is relatable whether it's me talking about something intimate with a friend or a family member or me talking to somebody I'm dealing with or dating. Take it from my mind and put it in your heart so you can understand what I'm going through. But thank you. I need to keep digging some more and find out what else exactly. is in my, my piles. <laughs> hey, that'd be the best. The best things you find are the ones you're not looking for. Yeah, that's true. Thank you for listening. You already know what you got to give them because this next segment is going to be all of that in a bag of chips. So we need this one to be on fire. Give it to them. Hot topics. 
Welcome to the cafeteria. Miss Jessie just swiped us in, y'all. We have special guests. Always misdiagnosed Dr. PC and Dr. Kyle with me and Moni. How y'all doing today? Hey, y'all. I, I saw y'all laughing. At least we're making it laugh. I mean, you're going to have a smile. We're going to have a good time. Yes. Smile. Show those pearly white teeth. We have dentists in the building, y'all. How, hey. how are we doing today? Yes. Let us know how y'all feeling. Feeling good, feeling great. Um, better than Miss Jessie. Did she get fired? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I have a question. Excuse me. <laughs> question. Who is Miss Jessie? I Who's think the, the, the listeners want to know. PC, let the people know who Miss Jessie is. I feel like you would do a better job than explaining it. Go ahead, yeah. <laughs> okay, Kyle. So Miss Jessie was the person who was like the permanent door watcher like the bouncer of the door in the cafeteria and when we were freshmen we had unlimited swipes so we could swipe in as much as we want wanted to but I think uh sophomore year they had limited swipes so she would like man the door and you can't come in more than once you couldn't swipe your friends in she was like a bouncer of the club but it was a cafeteria (laughs) (laughs) I understand that Miss Jessie is the pimp yeah (laughs) can I come in yeah. No, we had we had a promenade pimp. So we had a pimp. Miss Jessie was the bouncer. Got you. Yeah. Her role matters. That's okay. <laughs> Every role matters. Right. She took them swipes serious. Okay, guys. So we have our friends who are dentists joining us for our hot topics of the day, which we renamed the CAF. And we're gonna just jump into the conversation because we have a lot of questions. Like me and Moni have a lot of questions for you guys. All right. So first off, we want to know. Why did you choose dentistry? Well, I can start. Um, So originally, um, I wanted braces as a kid. I was a weird kid. I wanted braces. I wanted straight teeth. And um, just because of my parents thought it was more of a a want rather than a necessity, um, they were like, no, you just go get your six-month cleaning and you're good. And so um, I continued in the back of my mind, wanted to go into dentistry. And then I actually went to a HBU, HBCU college fair um, at the University of Louisville. And the minority recruiter, her name is Dr. Babbage. She kind of took me under her wing. I was like, hey, I'm interested in dentistry. And she said, okay, baby, you are? So she let me shadow her private practice as well as she had the role uh, of minority recruiter at the University of Louisville. And so she was my mentor. And so that's how it affirmed and it made me realize that I wanted to go into dentistry, that I wanted to do this. So it took a strong black woman to get me into dentistry. Yes. Come on, strong black black woman. woman. On Women's History Month. Hello. (laughs) Oh, is it? Yes, Women's History. Well, my story, I don't think it's as powerful as yours is. Um, I got into dentistry because I was watching a TV show, actually. I was watching America's Next Top Model. Okay, so Tyra Banks is a strong Black woman, but she, you know, it's good. <laughs> iffy in the media sometimes. Um, but I was watching that show, and then there was an episode where a couple of the girls had to get, like, reconstructive dentistry, basically. They had crooked smiles 
uh, for lack of better terms. And so they had a lot of cosmetic work done and they were really happy at the end. Um, and they were smiling, they were crying. And I was like, wow, like, I just want to do that forever. And I knew I was too short to be a model. So I was like, I think dentistry <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> the option for me. And so then I, I kind of pursued it in college. And then I learned about all like the healthcare disparities and stuff like that and how people don't have access to care. And that made it even more interesting to me. And now I love it. Here I am. Well, amen. I'm oh glad y'all are dentists. I'm glad y'all are dentists and following your dreams. Yeah. Oh, brings a tear to my eyes. Black, <laughs> black dentists doing their damn thing. Just, ooh, honey, I'm proud of y'all. I really am. Like, hello. Hey, yeah. Love you. And I like the stories behind it as well as not like about just the simple cleaning of, you know, hygiene portion, but deeper than that. So learning the science of dentistry and reconstruction and all that stuff. That's powerful. I remember when we were in I know what she's going to say. Oh, my gosh. Priscilla used to want to clean our teeth all the time. All and the time. Like, You're not going in my mouth, bro. <laughs> <laughs> clean your teeth with what? No, like Low-key, one time, I think I had a fork. And I was like... <laughs> Taking my head. And I was like, I always, I said no every time. I was like, I love you, but I don't like the dentist. Mm -hmm. No, no, you're not about to play around in my mouth. She will want to flush, floss. I said flush. Oh my god, floss our teeth, brush our teeth, check it. It's just weird, like having somebody brush your teeth. But she like, let me, let me see. Come on. And she didn't know what she was doing there. No idea. No idea. Glad I did not allow you to do that to me. So for our listeners, we didn't preface this. Um, Simone, myself, and PC, we all went to undergrad together. So that's what we're talking about. While we were at CAU, these are the Miss Jessie stories and the brushing of our teeth story. All the weird things we used to do. Yeah. Right. But this isn't, you know, one of the questions. I just, it just came up because of Kyle's story. And then kind of like what Priscilla's saying about the reconstruction, it, it, it reminded me of when I had braces. And I remember prior to, I wouldn't smile. Like I would practice my, my smile with my mouth closed like this, like try to make it look pretty in the mirror. And then after I got braces, um, it made me feel a little bit more confident. Do you see that with your clients too? Like after you help them with something, I saw y'all, one of y'all posted pictures of like somebody had like new teeth and everything too. Well, of course, studies show that um, the first thing that you look at when you meet somebody is either their eyes or their smile. Right. So that's the first thing you look at. So a lot of people, it deals with confidence. So the part of it is when you meet someone and you feel good about your smile, I think that's what you kind of touch about, um, Yaya, is that when you got your braces done, you feel more comfortable, you felt better. So therefore you exuded more confidence. So that's what a lot of people kind of experience when they go to the dentist. And that's why there's a lot of fear and shame and um, that what I see personally with going to dentists is patients are apologizing to me saying, I'm sorry, um, I haven't been in five years to the dentist. And I'm just like, well, you're here. So I think that's the big thing about it is that um, you kind of exude more confidence when you feel better about yourself, whether it's physically or it's cognitively. So that's what my 
experience is. Yeah, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. A lot of people come in because they're ashamed of their teeth. Some people didn't have access to care like we were talking about earlier. And so they didn't really know what oral good oral hygiene was supposed to be like because their parents didn't have it. And so I do get a lot of patients who say, I'm so sorry, like it's a mess. But I think one of the bigger things we try to do at our office is tell them like it's a no judgment zone. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like, like you said, it's, you're here. This is our first step. So we'll see what we can do. And we'll go from there, you know, to, to kind of get you right. But we've had a lot of patients who cry after their treatment is done because they're actually like really happy with how their smile has turned out. And that's always a, like a big deal to feel like you're making a difference in somebody's life. Right. Yeah. And, and but there is a difference between educated versus not educated about a subject because someone who doesn't know that they need to brush their teeth every day is different from someone who knows they need to brush their teeth, but is lazy. Yeah. Or there's some people who have like, there's, okay, on the side note, because I do say some pa patients are lazy, but I've noticed there's some patients who have like depression and they don't brush their teeth too mm -hmm. because of like mental illnesses and things like that, which is, I guess, a segment we don't necessarily talk about all the time because sometimes we're like, okay, you know better, you do better. But we've had, had a lot of patients who's like, well, you know, they lost their job with the pandemic. They've lost their job. You know, they can't pay their bills. They're just really like down and they don't have the actual energy to get up and do stuff like that. So I guess having empathy is empathy yeah. or sympathy, one of the two, can kind of come into play too and understanding that. Yeah, I definitely can understand and relate to after having my braces off and shedding a little tear that it wasn't because my teeth were straight and I had a better smile. I looked at the bill. I still had money to pay. For my own braces, that was my that was my first car. <laughs> braces twice. I almost had it twice. I'm like, you know what? I messed up. I lost my retainer. I'm not paying for my braces again. Yep. Little, my little bottom teeth, they're just going to have to be a, just a slight. Take me as I am. <laughs> Take me as I am. <laughs> right. All right. So with talking about how your teeth look and the education portion of it, there's like a, a word that pops up all of the time on the television when we hear about these different types of toothpaste, which is enamel. That's what the basic, I'm gonna call me and Simone basic and our listeners who aren't dentists basic. That's what the basic generation, I mean, population knows, enamel. So what are the foods that can damage your teeth? Because I love apples, I love oranges, I love all those things, but I'm like, I don't want it to damage my teeth. So what can I do to protect myself? Or is there a certain way that I should be eating these foods so I don't cause damage to them? So it's important to know before we answer that part, important to know that there's multiple layers to the teeth. And I usually just say like, there's three layers for you guys to know about. There's your enamel, which is the outermost layer. There is your dentin, which is the second layer. And then you have your pulp, which is most people call the nerve of the tooth. Um, and that's where if anything, like if you have a cavity that gets to that point of the nerve or the pulp, that's where you're going to start having pain. Um, so that's why your six month appointments are important to find things before they get to that point so that we can fix mm. them. Um, so the enamel being the outermost layer, anything that is really acidic. Um, so like soda or pop, depending on what part of the country you're in. Apples are good. Everybody says like an apple a day keeps the doctor away, but you will definitely see yeah. the a lot if you are eating apples and you don't like rinse your mouth after. Um, things that are very like citrusy, all those things can damage your enamel or things that are really high in the sugar, like high sugar content. What I recommend, because I have a lot of patients who say like, I love cake, um, candy, um, all the things that are necessarily bad for you, they love to eat it. 
but I'm like, I can't stop you. And I know it's really hard if you, if that's something that you're used to doing, but if you're going to eat it, I'd recommend one brushing after that's going to be the best thing. If you have access to a toothbrush right after you do it, if not rinse your mouth out with water. And once you get home, brush your teeth after, if you are drinking sodas, coffee, tea, alcohol, whatever, just drink it through a straw. One, that's gonna, that's gonna help with the staining um, so that you don't get so many stains on your teeth. And it's also gonna help to keep all that acid off of your teeth because once you ruin the enamel, that's like your protective layer. Once you ruin that barrier, then we're headed towards root canals and crowns and different things like that, which we want to prevent. I never knew there were different layers. I just know enamel, enamel, and then damage. So, right? <laughs> and then I literally always thought of the six month visits as, oh, I'm just getting it cleaned. But that's because thank God I, I haven't run into specific problems with my teeth. So of course I probably wouldn't know because of experience, but wow. Okay. You said rinse with water wow. and an apple a day does not keep all of the doctors away. Yes. Right. Okay. And I love a good apple because yeah. I hate oranges. I'm like, keep, a, keep a bottle of water with you after. So eat your apple and then drink some water, swish your mouth out, like spit it out after. You should be okay. Okay. That's what I hear too about as far as like brushing your teeth. If I mean, you can't brush your teeth after a meal, at least like rinse your mouth out with water. That's true. Right. right? Yep. Okay. They say to brush your teeth at night to keep your teeth, you brush your teeth in the morning to keep your friends. And so that is, <laughs> that is a thing, but it's kind of true because when you think about it, when you're asleep, a lot of people sleep with their mouth open. So you're introducing a lot of air, a lot of dryness to your mouth. So cavities, they adhere to your teeth and what they do is secrete a toxin that starts to eat away at your enamel over time. So that's why the importance of brushing off your teeth at night in order to remove all that bacteria off. In the day, of course, you know, you speaking to people and you don't want hot <laughs> breath. So therefore you brush to be more accommodating to your friends and um, your peers. So keep that in mind as well, listeners. Brush oh, wow. every morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to smell it. But also speaking about your friends, I tend to have people say, oh my God, you have a great smile. Even my dentist says, even Kyle the other day when we were on FaceTime, you said that you love my smile. But for me, when I look in the mirror, it, my teeth look a little off yellow to me. Um, so speaking about whitening, before we started recording our podcast, we were talking about teeth whitening. Is it bad to use teeth whitening or would what would you recommend if someone wanted a brighter smile, if that makes sense? Well, I think there are two different ways to look at this. So there's an over-the-counter option, which is a whitening toothpaste. A lot of them have abrasiveness in it mm -hmm. to help to remove stains and to whiten. But then you can, once you start seeing your uh, dentist regularly, they'll talk to you about whitening your teeth specifically. And they'll talk about either Zoom whitening, which is could be in-office whitening, which consists of uh, ultravalent light that they uh, we put a bleaching solution on top of the teeth. Mm -hmm. And then it's activated by the ultravalent light to help whiten the teeth in sessions in the office. Or we can make you custom trays where you put a bleaching solution and to the trays and you wear them during the night. You can wear them um, up to an hour, um, even through the night mm -hmm. with bleaching Some trays. people will sleep with them in. I don't recommend sleeping right. with them in, but like, I would say a few hours. Right, because there are advantages and disadvantages. The advantages are a wider smile, mm -hmm. but a lot of people don't think about the disadvantages, which can be increased sensitivity with the teeth. Yeah. Every time you're bleaching, you're causing, you're kind of um, removing the enamel surface slightly 
And what that can do is cause increased sensitivity to things that are hot, cold, or anything that yeah. is a little bit. Mm -hmm. So usually I recommend, so for patients who choose to do the in-office whitening, which is a lot of people like it because that's like your instant, you know, your instant whitening. And a lot of people always say we're in a microwave society. So you want to see something fast. If you're going to get in-office whitening, you'll see the results within about 45 minutes to an hour and your teeth may be two to three shades wider. So you're going to get what you want, but your teeth are going to be super sensitive after. So we typically have our patients or I recommend my patients start brushing with Sensodyne about two weeks before or there's something called an MI paste, which is like a, it's a dental paste that has um, increased potassium in it and magnesium, which kind of provides a protective layer before you start using a whitening product. And that gives you a little boost. And then you're gonna keep using it after to combat that sensitivity that you'll have. And even over the counter, cause I try, because I always see stuff on Instagram. So I ordered a whitening kit from Instagram too, cause I wanted to see what it was like. Hmm. I, think, I forgot what it was called. I want to say panko, but I think that's breadcrumb. So <laughs> for exactly what it was, I'll look at it. If I remember, I'll let y'all know, but I forgot, but I tried using it. And literally two days after my back teeth were super sensitive because I think that they may have put the improper amount of whitening in it mm -hmm. over the counter. You're supposed to have maybe I think, what is the standard? Maybe like 20% mm -hmm. they're allowed to have over the counter based on the FDA regulations. And in the office, you're allowed to have 40% acid. So in the office, you're going to have much more sensitivity because the increased percentage of like how much and acid- It's more controlled. And it's a more controlled setting too. But yeah, so you just have to be careful. I would say if you're beginning and you're not really sure where to go, start with the whitening toothpaste or the whitening strips over the counter, grab some Sensodyne beforehand and use it throughout your process to see if you get what you want. Mm -hmm. If you don't like it, then do the in-office whitening because it's going to be more of an investment too. So you yeah. want to make sure you're ready for that. Yeah, hearing this, it makes me feel like, you know, when you're trying to eat healthy, just, just read what's in it, read the ingredients. That's what makes me feel like when you're talking about the balances of what's in it. That's what it makes me think of. I have a question because you mentioned toothpaste. Oh, yeah. Is there any type of toothpaste that you would like recommend opposed to using over another? <laughs> My thing I always go to is just, just brush. Just <laughs> use whatever you want to use. Because I have patients that ask that all the time is, which one is better? Um, they're all pretty much the standard, especially with fluoride, um, which helps to decrease the chances of bacteria accumulating on the teeth. But my honest opinion is find a toothpaste that you love. So right now, I'm currently Arm & Hammer has a baking soda toothpaste that I really love just because I like that extra clean. It makes my teeth feel um, yes. for some reason. So that is what I'm using right now. And that's what I really prefer and I like. So honestly, the thing is use what you really <laughs> like. What gives you a better taste in your mouth? What makes you feel better? Because we said this before in dentistry, it's all about what makes you feel better about yourself. Because mm -hmm. that will improve how you smile, how you feel about yourself and your overall aura. And I definitely recommend using a fluoridated toothpaste. I know a lot of people are into the trendy non-fluoride toothpaste. I don't recommend it. As a dentist, I think that if you don't necessarily have really top of the line oral hygiene, fluoride is going to give you an extra boost that your poor hygiene kind of, it'll, it'll make up for that in a sense, because fluoride is only going to protect your enamel. And what do we try to do? Make sure we don't get to those other layers of the teeth. So if we're protecting the enamel, keeping it strong. At least you're going to have that extra barrier for you. 
Ooh, that's good to know because I've been using Aquafresh since I was a kid, and I like. <laughs> oh, that, that's with like the red and the green and the. Yeah. Okay, that's it's good. a fun toothpaste too, especially for kids. I think that's a fun toothpaste to use because it's colorful. It's menthol. It is yeah, right, it's and it's minty. Cool. Like I feel it working. I'm like, oh yes, my mouth is extra clean. <laughs> All right, so my next question is, when we go to the dentist, there are so many people in the office. Of course, we know who our dentist is, and we know who the hygienist is. Maybe some people know who that is. But who are all these people that's inside of the office when we go there? That's a really good question, because a lot of patients mix up who's who. So when you initially come into the office, we have our front desk personnel. So we have like a receptionist who will greet everybody, check patients in. And then we have other ladies in our office who do the insurances. Um, so they make sure that your insurance is put in properly. They find out you know, what your deductible is, if you have one, how much they'll cover for you, how much you'll have to pay out of pocket when they come up with those figures for you. Um, and then they also communicate back and forth with insurances. Like when they don't wanna cover something, we gotta talk to them about why they're not paying what they're supposed to be paying and things like that. Um, and then we also have an office manager. The office manager does most of the consultations with patients. So when you have to talk to someone about what exactly you're paying and the like insurances, the details about insurances, that is the person that you'll speak to about like your payment plans and things like that. And then you'll have someone who takes your x-rays. Typically in my office, our um, dental assistants will be the ones who takes the x-rays, take you back to the room, ask you what's going on while you're here. Um, and then they'll kind of go over your medical history and things like that. And then the hygienist is who you talked about. They are the ones who diagnoses different types of hygiene treatment. So whether it's a prophy, which is like our standard cleaning, all the way to periodontal disease, which is what a lot of people call, call gum disease. And then after that, you'll see the dentist, who is usually the last person that you'll see and talk to. Cool. Thank you. I remember one time. So right now I go to a Black dentist. Before I assumed that my insurance wasn't covering my Black dentist anymore, so I went to no, actually, I was off of um, insurance, you know, that break after you turn a certain age, you drop off your parents' insurance, and then you got to wait till your new job pick up. A depressing time. Yeah. Let's call that the, what it is. <laughs> yes. And I went somewhere else, and it was just so many people um, in, like, scrubs or white coats and stuff, and I didn't know, like, who they were. So that's how that question kind of came up, too, and Simone, too. You mentioned x-rays. When we go in every six months, are we supposed to get an x-ray every time we go to the dentist? I would highly recommend it because that's how we kind of keep track of those things that are going on. Because as even during your exams, we can see what's happening on, on the top surfaces of your teeth. But the x-rays help us to see what's happening in between the teeth. And that's where most people get their cavities. So we can't we don't have x-ray vision. I wish we did because it'll be cheaper <laughs> for y'all. But it's a lot easier for us to say, hey, you had a stain here last time. But now this stain has gone into the second layer of your tooth. And now we need to fill it before you have to get a root canal. So it's really important for pre preventative work and also so that you don't lose teeth. And we can check your um, like your bone health to make sure that you aren't developing gum disease. Thanks. I'll make yeah. sure I get an x-ray. Every six months. Yep. But <laughs> all insurances aren't created equal. With that yeah. being said is we recommend every six months, but some insurances cover x-rays once a month. And so a lot of once patients, a year. Once a year. excuse me, once a year. But with all patients, sometimes they don't want to pay out of pocket for x-rays that were taken six months. So they'll elect not to get x-rays taken. And so sometimes we can't really enforce that mm -hmm. um, because we would like every six months. But if insurance just covers it once a year, we'll wait the next six months to take x-rays as well. Yeah. So for those exceptions, I mean, there's exceptions to the rule that I will say 
you have great oral hygiene. So if your insurance doesn't cover it, like I have them sign a form because it's, mm. I mean, I would say that it's a legal thing. Um, so I have them sign a form that says we don't have to take it. But for patients who have very bad oral hygiene, I would tell them like, I know they don't cover it, but I would still recommend you pay this out of pocket. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes if it's like a, a case, like some type of issue, sometimes we can find a way for the company to like cover it for them. And that, those are very special cases because y'all know companies don't like to pay for anything. No. So, <laughs> so we try to figure it out for them. All right. Last question. Since you are a dentist, um, do you get a lot of questions from your friends or family members asking you to check their mouths or what's going on with them? Some kind of help in that way? Yes. yes. <laughs> Very much. <laughs> I always I can recall an uncle. He uh, was a great uncle. And I just got into dental school. And so he would always be like, nephew. <laughs> and he would show me his teeth and I would be like this. Um, I'm in like my first class. I don't know what to tell you. But... <laughs> It is, but it's, it is, um, I would say refreshing as well that some people kind of trust you because a lot of times in dentistry and medicine, if a provider looks like you, you feel more comfortable in sharing your experiences. Like, Hey, like I trust you a little bit. So I've been having this issue. What is going on? Or what do you think is going on? So with that being said, at every cookout, every uh, family reunion, every get together, I do at least get one question, but I don't mind it. It's not like that. I can like diagnose them uh, because I don't have any x-rays or background information but at least I can have a conversation to make them feel more comfortable to when they can see a dentist in their hometown city or whatever it is I mean I get questions about it all the time I don't mind it at all because I like patient education is my favorite part of dentistry I've grown to really enjoy that part when I can see like the little light bulb go off and somebody's like oh I get it now the only time I get annoyed is if I keep getting the same question over and over again from the same person like if I've said, hey, like here's a dentist, like I recommend somebody, I'm like, hey, go see this person, they're in your city, this is what the problem is, and they don't go. And then I see them like a year later and they're like, hey, now my tooth broke off. What do I do? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm like, I told you a year ago what to do. And they're like, can't you just patch it up? And I'm like, no, Not a year ago. <laughs> Not <laughs> patched up. <laughs> People said, can we patch up? Like we are beyond the patching stage. So no. But yeah, overall, I enjoy it. I don't mind like telling people about what's going on and hopefully pointing them in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But if you keep asking me the same thing over and over again, I'm going to block you. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can definitely get that. I can definitely get that because it come, becomes annoying. Like, why did you even ask me in the first place if you weren't going to follow through? Exactly, yeah. So I definitely get that. And I'm glad that you guys are happy to do that for people and educate them and not just like, okay, if you want the help, you got to pay kind of thing or come into my office, but you really care about hygiene, not just in your office, but outside and for other people that you care for. Absolutely. That's nice of y'all. Yeah, thank you. Because I know I'll be sending <laughs> pictures. Two minutes in the conversation, I'm like, yes, here's my card. Now call me <laughs> for an appointment because this is beyond the window of talking right now. <laughs> Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what's the, what's the, what's the scenario? <laughs> Y'all like that, right? Hey, <laughs> look at them dancing. <laughs> All right, y'all. In today's scenario segment, we are joined with always misdiagnosed, still with Kyle and PC. They are going to let us know some very interesting <laughs> stories about their life in the dentistry world. Ooh, Please let us know what y'all have been through. 
because I know I don't like the dentist and I'm pretty sure y'all have some issues with some of your patients. I have a list of stories. <laughs> the biggest one that sticks out that I'm thinking of right now happened a few months ago and it was about x-rays actually because y'all y'all brought up x-rays. Like July, this Karen, I'm gonna call her Karen because that's exactly what she was. She comes in, she's yelling at the ladies in the front and usually I tell them like when somebody comes in and they're crazy, y'all can handle it. If y'all don't feel like they're they're going to be a safe person for us to talk to, put them out. Like at that point, they're just disrupting other patients. And I'm in the back usually, so I'm busy. I'm not about to come up front and try to talk somebody down. So they end up letting this lady stay. And she kept asking if she had to get x-rays. I told them it's been like a year, a year since she's had x-rays because she had pretty good hygiene. But I'm like, we've let you skip it the other times. You have to get your x-rays down. So she sits through her cleaning. She gets it done. And I come in the room after they'd already taken her x-rays and she sits up and she looks at me and she was like, you, you're the problem. You're the reason that I'm going to get coronavirus because you made me take my x-rays. You're trying to kill me. Like she starts yelling. And at this point, like I've already figured out how to breathe through situations that piss me off. I'm talking really calmly and I look at her and I was like, no, like I was just in this way. I was like, no, like, let's talk about it. Like what's wrong? And so she's like, I'm going to get coronavirus because of you. You made me take my x-rays. And I laughed a little, but I had my mask on. So she couldn't see me laughing, but my eyebrows went all the way up. And I was like, ma'am, you just got a cleaning done. I was like, if anybody should be worried, it should be you because you just got a cleaning. And I was like, it's more, it's a lot easier to transmit corona because of the, um, like the, the liquids that are coming from the cleaning and the machine. And I was like, the x-ray is the least of your worry at this point. I was like, that's the safest thing you can do right now during the pandemic. And so she was like, you're the reason. And I was like, well, I was like, do you still want your exam? And so she stands up and she starts yelling. I was like, okay, well you can leave now. And so she walks and storms towards the front, like stomping her feet and yelling. And I was like, okay, well you can leave. So I got up and I was like, all right, we're done here. And then she walks back mm -hmm. as I'm walking towards the front to tell them what happened. And she gets right in my face she's standing right here in my oh. face yelling at me and I was like and I put my hands up because you know you can't hit people so I put my hands here to make sure everybody can see where my hands were at and she's yelling at my face and she's calling <gasps> me like out of my name and all this other stuff she called me a bitch and I was just <laughs> and I was like okay and then she at that point she was like no she was like you're gonna do my exam right now and she's putting her finger like right where my nose is and she was like you made me take these x-rays and I looked at her dead oh, in the face no. and I was like ma'am at this point I'm not your dentist anymore you are not a patient here and I was like you can leave and you can go and I was like I don't even care if you pay or not please leave and so she kept yelling and she finally walked out the door and she slammed it and I let them know I was like she can never come back here again and if she comes back you call the police and have them escort her out of here so there's a lot of very Girl. think that they can tell you what to do because you look a certain way or because of your age or whatever but I've learned to tell people who try to belittle me or my staff that they don't have a dentist I don't care where you go anymore but you can't come here um because I've had a few other patients who did that they didn't call me out of my name but they got real crazy like that was it hard for you to stay professional in that point because whoo like did you see me and Simone jump back like hold up baby what the <laughs> it was very hard but I was so proud of I was I was proud of myself after for not reacting but it was just a part of me that was just like I think the biggest thing that I've learned is that 
I'm in control. Like people will yell at me, but at the end of the day, I have the final say as if I'm going to choose them to be my patient too. Because just like they choose me to be their doctor, I get to choose them to be my patient. And I used to get so angry and upset that it would frustrate me. But at that point, I was like, well, I don't ever have to talk to you or see you again. You're going to be the person who has problems because now you threatened me or made me feel uncomfortable. So now I can't see you anymore. And so once I realized that I was in control of the situation, I just like, I got mad because she called me out of my name, but I like walked off and I told Kyle about it. And then that was kind of the end of it. And I was like, all right, I'm good. Like it is what it is. What you, Kyle? Y'all want me to tell one real quick? <laughs> okay. So this dealt with a gentleman who we talked about earlier about um, what insurances cover. So he came in in pain and I see a lot of patients who um, kind of are Medicaid driven. So it's a Medicaid office. So a lot of times um, insurances try not to cover a lot of procedures because they don't want to pay. And that's what it is. So a gentleman was in pain. Um, I told him that he needed, he had gum disease. He needed a deep cleaning. Um, and so uh, my office manager and I left the room. So I educated him. I left the room and I went to go see another patient. So my office manager came in to explain like insurance is not going to cover this. This is what you owe out of pocket. So I'm prepping on a, a younger patient and all I hear in my office is F-U-B. And then in my mind, I'm like this, huh, my mind is crazy. What am I doing? And so I just continue doing work. Yeah, I hear that. that. So then I stopped because I'm like, okay, this is a real situation. So I went and um, went back into the room with my office manager and the patient. And so the situation kind of blew up. So of course the patient is very combative because he's still in pain. Um, so he's wondering like, why is insurance not covering this? My office manager is offended. So, and she has a slick mouth as well. So she, you know, they're just going back and forth and I'm trying to diffuse the situation. Long story short, the police had to be called to escort the patient out. Because, oh. um, you know, the who the patient was, I didn't want him to be um, escorted out or even arrested because he's making a, a scene. Now, even though my office manager kind of acted out of pocket because I felt like her mouth can be slick sometimes, I tried mm -hmm. to calm down the patient and to get him out as soon as possible. Um, but like, like I said, it's very important for patients and I think providers to know that, I don't know, I just really <laughs> didn't know how to act in that situation just because it was so much going on. I'm just like, I'm a provider. I just need you to get your treatment. <laughs> No, if the insurance is not going to provide it, you need to leave. So I was just discombobulated. I didn't know yeah. what to do. Um, and so that was a situation that happened with us. But I have that all the time. So, Baby, y'all, I appreciate y'all. The patience <laughs> and the, the professionalism child. Oh, my God. I can't imagine. But I can understand, though, because I've been in a situation where I didn't know that my insurance didn't cover something until it was time for me to have to pay for it. I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on. When did this happen? So I can understand, like, being frustrated, like, in that moment. But you ain't got to take it out on other right. people. But, I mean, it happened. That's why sometimes you got to check with your insurance before you actually go to the doctor. That's what I was about to say. Because even with the x-rays, I don't get... I haven't had an x-ray in a while. Um, so when you guys were talking about the x-rays earlier, what clicked in my mind is let me call my insurance company to find out. Even when I had that other dentist that I was going to, they were telling me um, for my filling, I had to get silver, but they didn't have silver. And I was like, well, my insurance company told me that if I get white, I have to pay. So then I called my insurance company again and they were like, well, if they only offer white, 
then we'll pay for that. But if they did have silver, then we only cover silver. And I was like, oh, okay. oh, thank you for the whites, honey. Thank you for the whites. But it's all about finding out information. Just what Moni said, you can't get hostile and mad with other people. They're just doing their jobs. Yeah, you ladies are very wise women. Yeah, I appreciate insurance it. Insurance companies is very important because we are just on the receiving end. We, a lot of dentists feel like a lot of the coverage isn't what it's supposed to be because right. we we see what is necessary for patients and insurance companies are just looking at the monetary portion mm -hmm. of it because that's right too. And so, I mean, I wish people got more coverage or better coverage and things like that, but we can't really control it. So it's important for you to know who you're choosing as your insurance provider and know what they cover. Because if you come in telling me, hey, this is what my insurance company said, we'll look into it. We'll try to work with you and figure out what we can do to accommodate you. Or even refer you to another office that accepts your insurance exactly. and will pay. Yeah, we've had... Mm -hmm. Patients like that, they're like, hey, we don't accept, you guys don't accept my insurance. I'm like, hey, there's an office down the street where you can go and they'll take care of you. I don't know who the people are that works there, but I know at least your coverage will be mm -hmm. there. Okay, so when I think about dentists, I also think about this. I have a song for you guys. That's a song. That's Elmo singing brush, brushy, brush. Elmo was rapping. It's not like he was rapping. Brush, brushy, brush. Oh, brush. <laughs> so er, while we're having this conversation, I'm thinking about my nephew when he was younger. And then also I have teenage clients who don't like brushing their teeth. I don't get what it is about kids and their dental hygiene, but they just don't like brushing their teeth. So this song I used to play for Jordan when he was a baby to try to like get him hyped up to brush his teeth. And it like it would take me and my brothers, all of us in the, the uh, mirror with him like brush, brushy brush, trying to hype him up <laughs> to brush his teeth. What would you suggest other than that little thing for parents who are having a hard time with having their kids or um, teenagers brush their teeth? Or do you even, do you guys work with kids? I see some children. I do, for children, I prefer a pediatric dentist who are the, the dental specialists who only see children. I will see what I call the good kids. Like they're the, the quiet ones, the ones that don't make a <laughs> lot of noise. And I know that their personalities are okay because sometimes if kids have to get like a feeling or something, they may have to get a shot. So I know the kids that have a lot of personality are gonna be the ones who bite me, who take up <laughs> hours of my time and they're gonna scream. And I don't want kids to be traumatized because that's how we turn into adults with poor hygiene or dental anxiety. So I'm mm -hmm. trying to prevent that because I want them to be comfortable and enjoy coming to the dentist. But for the kids that I do see or the parents that um, have trouble, I just ask them to like engage with their children. Like your kids are going to do what they see you do. So brush your teeth with them, help them to, you know, use, um, help them to use like cartoon type of toothbrushes, um, use like fluoride or like the act mouth rinse that tastes like bubble gum. Cause kids like bubble gum, make it fun. There's like glow in the dark toothpaste or like things where you put it on their teeth. And then if you turn off the light, like you can see all the spots on there where they have plaque or it's like a little rinse where you can see where they have plaque. And so it'll show them, hey, like this is where you need to brush because these are where all the little sugar bugs are. So if they can just be interactive with their kids and do the right things themselves, I think that'll help out with that. Now, teenagers, teenagers are dirty. So <laughs> like, I think a lot of kids go through a phase where they just like, they don't bathe or brush their teeth. Mm -hmm. So I haven't figured out the secret to fixing that. Do you have anything? I think the biggest thing, like you said, 
Well, I think a monkey see monkey do because <laughs> education is a big part. So the thing with you talking with your nephew is that you're like encouraging to do it. A lot of parents are just like, go in there, brush your teeth. You'll be good. You know what you're doing. No, they don't. So <laughs> it's important for you to show them what to do. Um, I want to ask you a question, Yaya. How long was that song? Do you know how many minutes it was? This is one minute and 30 seconds, but the other one was two minutes. Um, and that's how long you should brush your teeth for, right? Exactly. And so if you can make something like Priscilla touched on, if you make it interactive for the child before they know it, that two minutes is done and they're done brushing their teeth. But a lot of times if you're just brushing your teeth just to brush them, 30 seconds is done. You'd be like, I'm done. <laughs> and so but you're really getting all the bacteria off. So like the more fun you can make it, the more educational you can make it for the kids. It, it will make it better for the oral hygiene. But it starts with the parents or the guardian or whoever's in the household that is kind of teaching them to do it. And they also have these smart toothbrushes now too. Um, I use Quip for myself and they also have the toothbrush for kids. So when you know the toothbrush goes off, you're done cleaning your mouth. I feel like Simone has a scenario of like something that happened with her, but while we're talking about uh, kids, it kind of drew like a flashback for me when I was younger. When I was going to the dentist, I, it was more so like me being afraid of what is going to happen. Like you see all these drills and all these machine things and they say my mom can't come with me it's kind of scary for me so they literally had to tie me down like they, this is back in the day remember I, you know I'm 30 they had to tie me down like with these velcro things on the on the uh, the table so that they could do their job I remember that for children who are a little bit um overactive with their hands and <laughs> want a, a dentist to do their work so sometimes children do need to be strapped down which is not all the time the best choice, but yeah. in order to get the job done, you have to make accommodations. And so that's what you had to go through. Sorry. Oh, poor thing. I, gotcha. That thing looks scary too. Mm -hmm. It was scary. I don't really have a scenario. I just, I just don't like the dentist in general. I just feel like I have, I'm sitting there, I got my mouth open too long. They're trying to have a conversation with me like, baby, I can't respond to you. Like my mouth is wide open. But the one thing that I don't, like the most is probably when I get my x-ray honestly I think I just had like bad experiences with the person that doesn't like I'm trying to tell you the tray you putting in my mouth is just not it's hitting the roof of my mouth I can't close my mouth right like I'm trying to tell you I'm in pain you're not listening to me like I've like I've had some that were really good I really miss my old dental office like they took such good care of me they were so nice and polite just everybody but then I've had like a contrast experience going to an office where it's like you don't like your job ma'am like can you please <laughs> assist me and listen to me so I can tell you exactly like how to place this item in my mouth this is not my first time at the dentist even though I can't do it myself but I'm trying to tell you what makes me feel comfortable and honestly the only reason I had to go to a new dental office because my insurance changed and I feel like when my insurance changed I went to the bad office I was like oh my gosh how can I get the insurance to go back to the better office I was so sad when I found out that my insurance no longer covered where I really wanted to go and I'm like this was like this is my dental family like they knew me they knew me by name they were happy when I came in haven't seen you in so long like they knew about my life how was school going are you still um are you still in film school what are you working on now like it made me feel like okay I don't like the dentist but y'all make me feel welcome so I appreciate it so I, that's when I was getting my my braces so I was going for them for like two three years and then once my insurance changed it was just like now I got to go to this rundown <laughs> dentist office that it don't even seem like they care about where they work or their patients and I'm just like Lord, I need better insurance. <laughs> like, for real. <laughs>
that's all I have. I don't I don't like the dentist in general, but I go when I'm supposed to. Yeah, and it, it is annoying when um the people in the office don't listen to you. That reminded me of when I had my braces done and I had them taken off early because I didn't want to go to college with braces on. And so they ended up making my retainer for me while I was away in school. And when my mom melted to me, it didn't fit. Like it it clips on on the right side, but not the left side. And it doesn't even touch the roof of my mouth to sit comfortably. And it gives me a bad headache. So when I came back home to tell them, they were like new staff and everything. And the lady was like, well, you got fit for it. So it should fit. And I said, no, ma'am. They just assumed, you know, from what they thought my mouth would be like. And she was like, well, how would you get a tray? And um, it don't fit. That don't make sense. Like, just because I'm a teenager, I'm young, don't mean that I'm lying. Like, that's just, that's so annoying. And so I still have the tray. I was stuck with the tray. Something that my mom paid for, and it's not even benefiting me. So if my teeth are shifting, it's because I can't even wear the tray that they gave me. So thank God for professionals like Kyle and Priscilla who actually care about their patients and, and listen to them. But these people who are out here mad at their job because they ain't eat breakfast or they man they ain't treat them right or whatever's going on at home. <laughs> you have to be mindful. Hey, it's true though. These, these, my teeth and my gums connected to my brain. You don't want to mess that up. You better give me something right. You got to care, you know? But I always appreciate you guys telling us your experiences too because I think that helps us to become better, um, like better dentists and hopefully relay the information to our staff because some people do have bad days too, you know, and they still come to work and try to push through. Right. So it's to kind of remind them to listen to patients and you know to try to do their best even though they may be having a bad day right. also and we we may think we know everything but the biggest thing is if you're coming to the dentist majority of the time it's for an issue mm -hmm. so to listen to what your issue is as a patient and to understand that issue and try to figure out why you came in because sometimes we'll like treatment plan something totally completely different and you're like wait i came in for one specific reason yeah. and we didn't even address that so I think that's another reaffirmed thing for us to listen to you, listen to all the viewers and patients. Thank y'all so much for being here. We truly appreciate it. Taking the time to talk to us about your field, giving us some advice, staying all the way through the scenario segment. Yeah, we never did that before. We appreciate it. We never did that yep. before. Thank you. Yep, y'all, the first... Um, scenario segment guests we usually just have guests on the hot topic so we appreciate y'all being here thank y'all for being wonderful dentists black dentists okay that care about your patients amen hallelujah <laughs> <laughs> so, uh yes give um our listeners your social media so that they can follow y'all well the page our main page is at always misdiagnosed Follow us. And then individually, I'm at who else but PC. Um, if you're looking for a dentist in Indiana, you can find either one of us. Yep. What's your social media? It's pronounced Kyle or Kyle. So that's where you can find me. Slide it to our DMs, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I like a good DM. It's surprising. You know, I don't like certain DMs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get them DMs. <laughs> And make sure y'all also check out their podcast, Always Misdiagnosed. Where can they uh, find your podcast? We've been doing more so like live Instagrams or like we'll record it, pre-record it, and then just put it on Instagram. So check it out on our IG page at Always Misdiagnosed and slide into our DMs yep. also. And even if you <laughs> want to send us questions, you can email us at alwaysmisdiagnosed at gmail.com. All right. Thank y'all. Until next time, we'll do this again. Thank right, you thank so you much. Guys.
It's time for announcements. It's time for announcements. It's time for announcements. It's time for announcements. I'm starting to believe I'm not going to be able to do the jingle without bouncing. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I was over here dancing like, it's time for announcements. Girl, I didn't even I was see like, you. Oh, I, was so I remember like, to be like, oh my gosh, Simone, this song. But now I was like, all right, we need the song. It's time for announcements. The memory box, time for announcements. Memory. Oh no, no remix, please. <laughs> we don't need it. <laughs> All right, so let's get into our announcements. For March 2021, our question of the month is asking, what do you appreciate most from the women in your life? So we'll be posting on our Instagram story and Instagram page, asking you this question, giving you an opportunity to share your response. And our giveaway this month is... Love Loud t-shirt. We will be giving a Love Loud t-shirt to whoever wins this month's raffle. I was about to say Little little Rascals. (laughs) Our next announcement is... Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe right on over on our YouTube channel. Make sure y'all head on over where you will find our answers for the question of the month and all of our question of the months from the past. Everything you need is up there on our YouTube channel, as well as our commentary for the blog that we've written that's on the website. So don't miss out. Head on over. If there's something that you want to see, please let us know. And, you know, it's something that we could uh, add or make special. (laughs) (laughs) We aim to please. We aim to please. Yes, indeed. Speaking of YouTube, when I think of YouTube, I think of the comments that are under there and the reviews that people give. So next up is reviews. If you like what you see, if you like what you hear, we want to welcome you to send us a review, whether that's through our DMs, Mm -hmm. comments, Mm. Instagram stories, Facebook posts, YouTube, text message, however you want. Snail mail. Snail mail. However you want to send it to us, it really helps us out. When you share a review, um, we like to share that review on our website as well as on our social media so then other people can um, know what you think of us so then they may be, they may become intrigued as well. Exactly. Um, I'm really appreciative to the comments that I received today through our Instagram page on our posts as well as in our DMs it really made my heart smile so just keep them coming y'all yes absolutely we love every single one of them if y'all haven't been on the website we have some recent reviews that were added so make sure y'all head on over and see what other people had to say about this dynamic duo love loud LLC you feel me All right, and last but certainly not least, we cannot end the show without giving a big thank you to the host of Always Misdiagnosed, PC and Kyle. They were wonderful. Yes, friends. (laughs) Hopefully we can have them on the show again, possibly do a part two on all things teeth. All things teeth. Keep them clean, baby. (laughs) Flossy, flossy. Yes, this was a great episode. We are three episodes into season two. Make sure y'all go ahead and follow them on their social media. Don't forget to do that at always misdiagnosed on Instagram. And until next time, we love you. (laughs) (laughs) See you in two weeks. Bye, y'all.